2023, the off-season's gone. We've read enough in that chat. Thank God the footy's back on. The P4SS boys are back. For all your NRL super coach chat, we're playing for Sheep Stations. Statman Devo is here. Funny man trainer's back again. There's Gutsy and his chin list. And Mark's in the run on side this year. We're playing for Sheep Stations. The lurking tab lady from way out west is sure gonna put our patience to the test. We welcome back our friends of the show, Dane Shooter and Brownie. Okay, let's go. We're playing for Sheep Stations. We're playing for Sheep Stations. Welcome to this week's edition of Playing for Sheep Stations. Into round five already, boys. That's um, disturbing that we're one fifth of the way almost through the season. Uh, I think it's a week of the haves and the have-nots. The second coming of the great god, the wethead king, Nico Hines. Um, I think that will determine how well we scored this week, depending on if we stuck to our word or if we didn't uh, after last last week's pod. So, Yazi, you want to go first? Trainer's unbelievable. I don't know what's going on with him. Anyway, I'll I'll start. I uh, cracked a thousand again somehow. I was not happy though. I scored a thousand and sixty six, which saw me make huge uh, change in the rankings. I went up a big two thousand five hundred spots from now ranked fifty six thousand three hundred sixty one. So you know, slowly but steadily bringing my up. I um stupidly reversed my trades. Thursday afternoon and brought Ruben Garrick in instead of Nico Hines, which I was going to captain Nico, so I could have uh, scored about 1,300 and I would have been spraying you all, but unfortunately not. So, yeah, another disappointing week for me. Yeah, Mark, how did you go? I think trainers still trying to work a few things out, so how did you go this week? Well, there was a case of great minds think alike because I did exactly the same as Guardsy and backed out of the Nico trade and bought in Ruben Garrick, but the Electric Broncos scored 1,123 this week to shuffle up 3,000-odd places to 18,281st position. Um, As I said, disappointing that I think we all spruced it up on the pod last week that Nico was coming straight in and I think most of us us backed (laughs) backed out of it by the week's end and, well... As we saw, it uh, cost us all, didn't it? Certainly did. Uh, I reflected on it, and I'll go next. I got 11.58, uh, what the week that could have been if I had been able to have the courage to go Nico. Moved up to 20,991. Look, even though I didn't have him and I was death riding him, it was great to see him back playing pretty good footy. Um, Yeah, that's about all I can say. I, I really hate that Trindle was named on the bench. That was probably the major reason... I didn't stick to my guns and go Hines. So I noticed he's been named on the bench again, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Uh, yeah, so this week, 1,103 points, uh, up 5,413 spots to 35,468 overall. So still going shithouse. Filthy I miss Nico, uh, but the squad and team value is building. So it's got to turn around eventually, surely. Does everyone know what their squad value is? I haven't actually had a look, but it's got to be going up. I think I looked at mine today and it's something like 12 million 
500. But then I looked at the bloke coming first, and his is like 13 and a half million. What? So he's made an extra million already. Like, I don't know. Oh, that can't be real. I'm, I'm telling you. Have a look at it. Have a go at it. Come back to me. Mine but is, no, it was 12.2 million, but then I don't know how much I had in the bank. Yeah, the guy, the guy coming first team is valued at 13,416,000. Jesus Christ. So he's got a bit of a head start. He's scoring bloody well. I've looked at his team. It's actually a really good team. So he's going to be hard to peg back because I'm already like 700 points behind him or 800 points behind him or something like that. So anyway, don't give up. That's the moral of the Crazy. super coach story. Don't give up. And uh, as Guardsy will know, top thousand gets a pair of socks and a KFC voucher. So maybe that's worth fighting for. All right. Let's move straight into this week's games. Last week, we just sort of did a quick recap and the, the, the stories we've been hearing back from our dedicated listeners in Singapore, Turkey, wherever else in Africa we're getting people listening is that that's, they really like that. So we'll whiz through that format again. Um, we've got a great, that segment that everyone loved, heaps and heaps of talking points. It's got its own hashtag now. We had a message from Borat. He loved it. So <laughs> it's, it's going to stick and we're going to unveil a little bit of a last minute segment or a little little uh, segue into the into the farewell um, at the end with Mark this week. So we'll keep that under wraps and we'll, we'll do that after after we do our captains and vice captains. Uh, this week's games, Roosters versus Eels. The Eels, luckily enough, another Thursday night game. Find another team off the bye. Fantastic. Trainer. Uh, yep. So Roosters, Joey Manu out. Hutchinson in its centre and Corey Allen onto the bench. Uh, not Not... Not huge talking points there. If you've got Joey Manu, bad luck, but you've probably gone pretty early on him. Uh, Wiramu Greg starts for Junior Paulo. Again, not going to affect too many people, so not heaps to talk about there. Except Parramatta. Yeah. Significantly, but yeah. Anyway. All right, game two, Raiders versus Panthers. Guardsy. Yeah, not much in this game either. Uh, Jack Whiten's out for the Raiders, obviously. But on the... Uh, Panthers side of things, Sonny Luke's out with his concussion, so Tyron Peachy's on the bench, and Hoskin keeps his starting spot, which is exciting, and Sorensen starts, and Garner's apparently having a rest, but I just don't think he's a very Does he need a rest after 30 minutes last week? He got hooked, and Hosking looked outstanding. He's the man, I reckon. And yeah. I think being down uh, Cleary's side, I think Cleary's excited to have a pretty good ball runner, line runner on his side which I think is only going to see Cleary scores go up as well. So that's a win, win, win. So um, game three, that's me. So Bunnies versus Storm, both pretty much 1-17, to 17 except Harm Sele comes in after he had a concussion the week before. Let's see if he can make it past the first tackle um, this week. So Harm Sele in, Bunnies v Storm. Don't think there's too much else to write home about in that game. Uh, the only thing I saw there was Mawali, for those who held him, actually lost money last week. Yuck. How is that possible? Bloody crazy. Anyway, uh, game four, Sea Eagles versus... Who do they play this week? The Knights. The Knights. I've written the Storm, which is not who they play. I knew they had a good game. Croker's <laughs> <laughs> uh, back in at nine. Um, Cooler out for four to six weeks with a knee injury. Morgan Harper comes in for him. Um, for the Knights, um, only changes man out with a head knock. Jack John's at 13. A couple of interesting 
probably a couple of good matchups here for a lot of Supercoach owners. Turbo, obviously people will be jumping on board the Turbo train and Schuster could get a few attacking stats for Manly this week after he didn't uh, score too highly last week. But Yeah, but if you take out that forward pass that wasn't a forward pass for the yeah. line break and whatever else in the try assist, he probably gets up to about mm. 45 or close to 50. So yep. I think he's got them in him. The other person that's really interesting or of interest in this one is Ruben Garrick. I think he could be in for a pretty big week here. Well, Does he, he go against Margot? Um, God, I hope so. He will. He will that be. Mars, he played on the right last week. So that's outstanding. Um, he just keeps pumping the scores out. Ruben, it was a low scoring game and he still scored, what did he score? 70 odd last week. So that's it from that game for me. All right. So that gets us into a cracker game the Dolphins versus the Dragons. Trainer. Yep. Another beauty. Uh, big Sharon. He's he's flown the coop and he's off to Manly, so he's out. Uh, but who cares? Supercoach was. Bostock onto the wing for Tessie. Hurt his knee. Uh, he's a bit of a watch if he can get some attacking stats and make some coin. Uh, could be a little, good little downgrade for AKP or the like. Uh, O'Sullivan has done his peck. He's gone, so Katoa comes straight back in. And Fatboy Milford uh, hangs around for a bit longer. Uh, SESE starts. Kbrom is back to an edge and JMK is back at the starting nine position. Which will make the Dolphins look heaps better. Um, mm. How long's testing you out for? Has anyone seen? Nah, but I'm pretty sure it's MCL, so four yeah. weeks or so. Be good to see Bostock get an extended run so you can downgrade someone like Warbrick or Kampere, what's his name? AKP? Yep, Alamotti, whoever's ready to go Whoever, first. yeah like on his third game to try and make a few bucks before Tessie comes back, or it'd be good to see him do well enough to keep the spot. Who knows? Mm. Uh, game between the Broncos and the Tigers. Guardsy should be excited about this one. Not really, no. Not the way to <laughs> But anyway, Broncos, yeah, 1-17. Hopefully they come out and play like a decent football team for once instead of what they've dished up this year so far. And uh, the Tigers... They're pretty much the same as well. Dewey's still at one. He didn't look that interested for most of the game for me, Dewey, but he sort of he came to life towards the end of the game, I thought. Scored 50. Odd. Somehow. Oh, bloody unbelievable. Dane Laurie dropped off the bench for Madden coming back in, so it would probably indicate that Dewey's going to play the full game, wouldn't it? Does, is Stafford Tower on the bench? Did I see that? He is on the bench, yeah. Like, what is that about? Who knows? Sheens. Like, I guess if Dewey's... Dewey's toe hurts a little bit. He can come off. Aren't they carrying... So they're carrying a nine and they're carrying a winger. That's got to be good for someone like Big Steph. You'd you'd hope so. And like a close watch on John Bateman and IPAP in the coming weeks. Like John IPAP when he drops maybe another 100K and Bateman soon, surely. Pretty good matchup, so... All right, that takes us to the game between the Sharks and the Warriors. Fitzgibbon has named Trindle on the bench again. Surely he just drops off after the way that uh, Nico played last week. Geez, I'd be annoyed if I buy Nico this week and Trindle stays on the bench and takes half the minutes and oh, I'd be furious. Um, Volkman named in the Warriors team. Tamari Martin, I think, has an injury. Um, Concussion. Yeah, Volkman's been killing it in the New South Wales Cup. He's got something like seven or eight 
um, try assists in four games or something crazy like that. So um, Ford came out and scored really well on the weekend. Um, so who knows? And Tohu's named, but he could be, he'll be strapped up like a mummy. I think he's, our father time might be catching up with Tohu Harris and the way that he plays and having to have heaps of uh, minutes in that team. And Egan, Wade Egan's back after HIA. So for those people that bought him a couple of weeks ago, he's someone that you might be able to play in this game if you think he's going to score another try, which he's scored plenty of tries this year. So um, moves us on to the Dogs versus the Cowboys. Big Franklin Pelé is named on the bench this week. Um, interesting bench for the Dogs this week with Reynolds and Ockenbore on the bench. I noticed Ockenbore played in the forwards on the weekend after spending the early part of his career on the wing. He played not very well. You'd think that might translate to some minutes for Franklin and maybe a couple of price rises. Uh, For the Cowboys, Elliott is in for Murray Talangi and Hiku's back in the centres. Nanai is suspended and Lukey comes into the starting 13 there. um, Dunn makes his first um, start for the year and is that Steve Price's son, Riley Price, makes his debut on the weekend off the bench, I think. So I think it is his son. I yeah. think so. Um, Interestingly, in the commentary of the Dogs game last week, I know you're the stats man, Mick, but um, the Bulldogs are the only team not to have scored a try after the 60th minute this season. Crazy. Maybe red hot if games went for 60 minutes, but absolutely so there could be could be some attacking. Stats or some some stats for the uh, they've all, they well they conceded plenty of tries after the 60th minute against the Tigers, uh, against the Storm and last week as well. So potentially some attacking stats there for some Cowboys players like Valentine Holmes and the like late in the game. Yes, very good. Um, is there a world where Lukey coming in and starting once Nanai comes back, he just switches edges and takes Hess's starting back rower spot? Matt Trainer, I know. Or I think Guardsy, you might own him as well. Is that a fear for you guys? Oh, I'd say it's a high chance of happening, but it's not for a couple of weeks now. And Cohen Hess is just going around in a circle. He's not losing heaps of money. He's just sitting there. He's not hurting you. Like front rowers aren't scoring mm. thousands. So I'm happy just to keep pottering along with him for a couple of weeks and then, yeah, maybe upgrade. When yep. just, when's Tarpane have his buy? Around nine, week eight or nine. Yeah. So that's probably a bit too far away, maybe, but we'll just wait and see. Play it by ear a bit there. And well, if it's round, if it's round. Eight, it's not, because then I was out for two weeks, isn't he? Yeah, so this week and next week. So that means Nanai's back for round seven, so it's only like a one, I think, a mm. one-round one round shimmy. Yeah, just so, see what happens. Yeah, well, that wraps up the this week's game, so. This is All right, boys, we've heard the sound. Guardsy, I'm not angry. I'm pretty calm, boys. How's the list look this week? I am actually pretty calm, I think. More calm than usual, I'd say. But it's a, a, a bit of a longer list this week. The first one, I don't actually remember why, it, it, but I think we'll all agree with it anyway. Ashley Klein's on the list just for being a terrible referee as usual and uh, having another stinker on the weekend. So I think if we if we looked at the numbers on how often Ashley Klein's on the list, I think he'd be the number one ref on the list. Be close. Yeah. Uh, the next one, he was the uh, the big captain of the week. Uh, he, I was praising him last week, but this week he can get stuff for all I care. Harry Grant's on the list. 
did not didn't look like he wanted to be out there on the weekend. He had like two runs at a football. One of them was in the 79th minute and he almost ran backwards. Besides making tackles, he just was ordinary, didn't want to be there and he can get stuffed. I did Harry. read a stat after our after we recorded on about Wednesday or Thursday that Harry that the Tigers are one of the um, teams that hookers score the least against. So I think it was Reed Marnie the week before and a couple before that. So there's a little tip for people. If you're thinking of captaining or playing a hooker against the Tigers, that's the only place that they're any good. Which makes no sense. It's weird. (laughs) Maybe it's because the halves tell the hookers, give me the ball as soon as possible. Because there's numbers galore everywhere else. Yeah, they're stripping them to pieces on the edges. I would imagine that's exactly what it is. Uh, the next one on the list is uh, Jesse Arthurs. He's on the list. We all saw on the weekend. He, he made a break. I got up. I was excited. And then he, he thought he would just, you know, try and take on the hammer when he had Reese Walsh and Ezra inside him. Uh, it was a interesting decision. I uh, had a few choice words for him. And uh, I won't be repeating those. This is a family show, but I think we can all imagine I was very abusive. Uh, the next one on the list is Selwyn Cobo. Every week he uh, finds a way to make me angry, and he did it on the weekend. He uh, They put a bomb up into his corner, and uh, he kept his arms by his side and didn't want to brave it. The ball bounced almost on his chest, and he kept his arms down. Like he didn't want to be there. It was uh, I know Trainer was very angry at this point when Selwyn uh, decided that he wasn't a king, fan of catching bombs and just letting it bounce. So, cheers, Selwyn. Uh, you're on it. And uh, the next one is the Broncos in general. They're all on the list. Just because I was I spoke to Trainer on Saturday about it, and uh, I think there there was almost every single player from the Broncos could have. Found, found their way on the list for something. So I thought I'd just put them all in and just let spray them all because they were absolutely horrendous on the weekend. They've been horrendous all year, to be honest. They're not coming won, first. I know we've won four <laughs> games and we're coming first, but we have not played an 80-minute game of football all we, year. We were good against the Panthers and we've got to spare a couple of blokes. Katoni Staggs was pretty good. Yeah, I yeah, swear to God, yeah. I'd probably spare Katoni and Payne. Payne Haas, yeah. That's Even Paddy Carrigan was absolutely terrible on the weekend, I thought. Yeah, Renault couldn't kick one to save himself. It was, a, it was a disgrace. I don't need to be that angry watching the footy, but they, they were doing it to me. It's bad for my health, you know. But, you know, I'm, I'm hoping this week against the Tigers, we can at least play decent footy for 60 minutes and I'll be happy <laughs> just... Honestly, even though we're first, we don't look like a very good football team most of the games I've watched. So they need to pull their heads out. I don't know if they think they're better than they are or what, but they're not doing things that they should be doing and they need to pull their heads in. Last On the weekend, they thought they were the Globetrotters. They were trying to flow, throw balls just for the sake of it and not setting things up. And we made the Dolphins look like a better team than they were. So they're all on the list. I'm a hard man to please, Dave. You should know that one, yeah? Oh, dear. Uh, next on the list, that's a shout-out. He's uh, on the list. Dominic has made his way onto the list. <laughs> but there's two reasons. The first one is the bloke is an absolute bludger, spends most of his day at the pub having a schooner and still has the 
has no idea what he's doing on Supercoach and asks a million questions. He did so, bring in Nico Hines last week, so I'm not finished. I'll okay, get to that. I'm sorry, mate. <laughs> and um, I had a little little bird. Yeah, uh, tell me something about Dominic. So uh, Dominic doesn't know I know this, but uh, I know Dominic uh, sent a message to Michael and Matthew <laughs> about uh, making sure that because he was away on a fishing trip, even though he had more reception than trainer in Mudgee. He was he was racing tinnies, mate. He wasn't fishing. He can't he can't fish. Yeah. <laughs> Blake was on a trip because he's had a hard hard week looking after his child instead of going to work. But uh, anyway, he uh, sent Davo and Trainer a message and asked them to look after his supercoach team while he was away on this trip. And if uh, any issues went down, which trades they should make for him. So, Dominic, you're on the list, mate. That's terrible. Absolutely ordinary, mate. I don't know. I think it's good vision. Disgust me. Mate. I was I was the wrong person to send it to anyway because I was I didn't look at it once. I'll tell didn't you what, my mind, to be honest, he, he's lucky I didn't get get his info from that message and log in and make some trades for him. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should have I should have reversed the Nico trade. That would have absolutely made my week. <laughs> but anyway, so Dominic's on the list. Uh, who's next? Oh, the touchy for the Titans Cowboys game. I don't know what the bloke was doing. He, it's the big, bold, skinny one. He looks like he's about to fall over and collapse at any minute. But anyway, uh, David Fafita playing NFL on the weekend. He threw that forward pass. To that was flat. flat. Oh, mate, it was not flat at all. <laughs> but the touch, the touch, he couldn't even keep up with him. The touch, he was ten meters back, looking at the corner post instead of watching the pass. Honestly, the Absolute disgrace, mainly because I don't have for feed up, but it was a forward pass. Touching is a pull his head in. Crazy that that one gets through, but the one from uh, Manly didn't. Oh. Which I was yeah. happy with because I didn't captain Turbo either, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and the final one, Josh Schuster's on the list just for being fat and useless. And that's about it. <laughs> Succinct at the end. Well done. All right. So we move now into some questions, DMs with Davo. Um, the first one, you'll be amazed. Dom's high. He's flying. He's flying. He's given himself a new nickname, the, the Super Coach Guru. So if we, he asked if we could refer to him as that for the rest we of the, uh, rest of the podcast. So, we will not be. Uh, Dom. It's probably trademarked already, isn't it? I don't know. No, there's Super Coach Whisperer. No, I, think there's a, I think there's a Super Coach Guru. Is there? Well, yeah, Sangster, a.k.a. Michael Davison. would not surprise me if Dominic's stealing someone else's name anyway. Oh, very good. Um, <laughs> his question is, is it more important to have one of Munster, Dillbags, Walker and Ke- or Keary or a gun centre wing like Garrick or Meany? Guardsy, I saw your head go back really quickly there when I, when I named a couple of uh, people in the 5'8th position. Would you like to start on this question? <laughs> What was the question? I wasn't listening, to be honest. Is it more important to have one of Munster, Dillbags, Walker or Keary or, <laughs> yeah. or a gun centre wing like Garrick or Meany? Look, he mentioned the moment he mentioned Keary shows me that he's not the super coach guru. He's got no idea. But, yeah, bring bring Keary in, Dominic. Do it. Uh, Matt, trainer, you got anything to add to that that might um, 
might help Dom this week. Oh, so what, some semi-useful information? Yeah. Ah, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Other than to buy the worst 5-8 in the, in the whole oh. game. God, just, Dom, just friggin' think a little bit before you send your questions. For the love of God, all you're doing is making me and Guardsy angry. Kiri is one of the worst supercoach players of all time at 5'8". Wake up to yourself. And now he's wearing a headgear, he's even worse. <laughs> uh, Cameron Munster, Dillbags, Walker. All great shouts. Uh, at the moment, I've very keenly got my eye on Dylan Brown. Uh, but we'll talk about that a little bit more uh, later on. Munster, a great buy at the moment as well. Uh, when he's there, his hands are all over everything. But... I couldn't buy either of those guys ahead of Garrick this week. Um, Nick Manny's draw is about to get really, really tough, so I wouldn't be going anywhere near him. Um, but Ruben Garrick, huge shout this week. It's the Knights. Mark, you got anything? Uh, I think the consensus is largely that, well, I know that a few of us are running pretty cheap at, Six at the moment with the likes of Schuster or Katoa to prioritise those centre wings like Garrick, players like Karaz, those sorts of guys. So I think that's probably where you want to go first All right. off. As you'd be aware, I've done a little bit of searching in this one. Um, here's, here's the top five scoring players if you add both the 5'8 and the centre wing together. Kiraz, Miller, Meany, Asako and Graham in that order. So that's the top five for scoring. Um, Dillbags is number six overall when you, at just, when you just look at centre wings and five eights. And if you then do it on, on overall average, the first five eight who you see at number seven, if you look at those guys, all as average, overall average is Munster at number seven. So the top six spots are filled by centre wings. So prioritise centre wings is my advice right now. Don't worry about five eight just yet, I think. Deal bags at about round 10 might be your go. And then if you've still kept Dewey or someone like that, he might come good. Otherwise, I think Schuster, like he wasn't far away. He's probably not a play every week, but he's someone that can just fill a gap. And I think filling a gap at 5.8 is not going to hurt you so much now. All right, the next question from Luke. So this is the first time question from someone. Uh, is Nico a must-have before the buy after his performance on the weekend? Who wants to start that one? Well, I shan't be watching the bloke play again without owning him. Mm. <laughs> that's the. I mean, that's the that only question, my isn't it? Can you watch him go around without being on? Potentially, it depends on who your second halfback is. I mean, I've got Cleary, so you don't mind getting Hines in this week. The buy next week, you can play Cleary. If you've got someone like Katoa, well, potentially you're not going to get many points while Heinz is on the bye. Do you then wait till after the bye? Lots of people were waiting because they just anticipated he would go down in value. I mean, he scored 180 on the weekend. He's not going to go down in value. Um, so I think you've got to jump on him before he plays three games. So I'll be getting on this week. Sharks are a different team with oh. him in the side, and he looks like he looks going to like he's going to be even more dominant of a like controlling the side this year. I think so. I know they played the seventy-minute Dragons um, this week, but 
Sure, they look they look bloody outstanding with him linking in. Like Britton Nakora looked phenomenal. Our man Ronaldo looked like he'd come back to life. Like there's a bit of excitement um, around those. I'll say yes, but as long as you don't have to rip your side apart. If you've got to sell a couple of really good players, like a couple of blokes, if you don't have cash in the bank to generate it and I mean, I wouldn't be afraid to use a boost, but I wouldn't make my side look significantly worse to get Nico just yet. That's So if you're selling, I don't know, for, for David Fafita and someone else, even though Fafita's on the buy this week, I think your team's going to look significantly worse. And I do agree with Mark. It'll depend on who your second halfback is for when Nico has the break next week. If you've got a pretty good playing option, it's that second player. It's really not going to be something... But another week of Nico going crazy can absolutely kill you. So it's a yes from me as long as you don't have to rip your side apart. Um, so Alex is, is a listener up in Moree and he's been asking some questions. He's been playing Supercoach a while, but he just wants a, a bit of a feeling on this one. Is Tarpanade a harsh sideways if you intend to bring Tarpanade back in over Origin? There's probably more to that question than I first thought because I just thought, nah, sideways, why would you do that? But... Um, I have a little think about Haas is one of the better scoring or is the best scoring front row forward at the moment. Tarpanay's sitting in around that 60-odd point average. Um, Tarpanay's got the buy in, when did we say, week round eight? Is that what we decided? Yeah, eight or nine or something. Um, so having Haas over that period of time would be good. So if you've got a plan, I don't see it as a wasted trade. I'm probably not going to waste or not use a lot of trades in the front row forward position so that would be my only argument and Haas when you look back over his years gone by starts like a house on fire and just tapers off a little bit as they take a few minutes out of his legs and as the other forwards at the Broncos come up so I don't really have an answer but as long as you've got a plan I think you need Tarpany over those um, those tough origin weeks to have someone who's got a minimum get you 60 65 points anyone got any thoughts around that one I don't think it's sideways. I think if that's your plan to bring Payne in and then bring Tarpanay back in over Origin, it's not silly at all. I think Payne's going to score more than Tarpanay up until Origin, and he's got the more attacking stats in him, I think, than Tarpanay. So it's not the worst shout. If he's if Payne's going to make you a few hundred more points, it's not the worst if you can if you've got that plan to bring Tarpanay back for Origin. I think your team would have to look pretty good elsewhere too. Like if that's if that's the worry you've got, like if you're stacked in the second row already and you've got three gun center wings and you've got two gun fullbacks and you've already sorted out your halfback and stuff, I think if that's the, and you've got a hook, like if you're running Harry Green or someone like that, I think if that's one of your plays for this week, it's okay. But if you've got, if you're missing some of those cash cows or your second rows struggling without a, with a non-player or something like that, I'd probably look elsewhere this week than make that trade. Yeah, it just seems like a waste of trades to me. Like it's it's not necessarily sideways. Obviously there's upside to go and Haas at the moment, but yeah, I'm the same as Davo. I don't really want to use I I would love just to use two trades in my front row this year. I just want to move Hess up to someone and I want to move Stefano up to someone and that's really all I care about. Yeah. Uh potentially, you know, it might have that third um who's a jewel and you can swing him around for when they've got buyers and stuff, but like Tarpanay. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. <laughs> yeah. So exactly like Tarpanay, mm-hmm. but you just need someone else in that, in your back row that you can swing him with. 
Um, but yeah, like with Tohu sort of a bit injured after last week, he sort of put me off him a little bit. Yeah, I'd like to just really get the trades in the front row to a minimum. That's just we, my strategy. We had a pretty big front row chat last week, and I think we left the name out that I sort of looked back after we recorded. And I think Tino is someone we probably could have added into mm. that elite three. He's definitely in the top four. Like he's definitely someone in that top four range. Him over Origin probably scares me off. He's probably someone that I'm looking to get towards the back end of the season. He had a ripping back end at the end of last year. And I think if you can run home with Tino and Tarpanay, that might be a winning formula to just secure that front row spot. So, yeah, a couple. Mark, you got anything? No, nothing else to add. All right, so we'll move on to Alex's next question. It's one that I've tossed up this week as well. Is it time to move Val Holmes on? Mark, do you want to start this one? Uh, I'm going to keep Val Holmes. I think he looked like he maybe sparked up a little bit last week. What did he end up on? 70 or? 69. <laughs> magic number. That. 69, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I think he's one of those players. He, he just needs one week where he gets some attacking stats and he seems to just go on his way. Then he gets on a roll. He gets one good week and he seems to get two, three a month of good scores. Um, I mean, you're the stats man. You can probably look that stuff up, but that's just the feeling I get from him. He just needs one week where he scores a, a try or two and a couple of tries and, you know, the Cowboys rack up a score and they kick a goal. I think everyone just expected the Cowboys to keep going where they left off last year and they just seem, I don't know, whether maybe they... Teams might have worked. Well, teams worked, teams or... worked them out a bit as well, so they're not just getting um, that easy easy yardage and then Chad turns yeah. in. Like they're putting but, more pressure know. on there. So I think the Cowboys are starting to look better. And you've got to look at their run. I had a look at their oh, run. They've unbelievable. Got, they've got the Dogs, the Dolphins, the Warriors, the Knights in the next four games. And Val's yeah. averaging 60, and he hasn't really done much yet. That's what I've, I've written down. He's averaging 61.5. He's dropping a bit of cash, but he'll stick around that money. Like he's been around that price for bloody donkey since he came and back from, who do you from bring his dream. That, who do you bring in that's going to average your 60 consistently? Keraz, but he's worth 700 something now. So, yeah. or Garrick, like if that's your only move to get to Garrick or Keraz, I maybe would think about doing it. But I just think Val, he's the guy that backs up after Origin as well. Like he very rarely sits out after he plays Origin. Um, he'll back up. He'll do pretty well. Now that you only need 13 in the buy rounds, you can probably keep more of these guns over Origin as well, um, especially the ones like him that backs up and plays big minutes, even if it's... I think he backed up after two days or played the Friday game or something after Origin last year. Um, he's got hardly any attacking stats yet. They'll have to come. Like, I don't think he's going to take one try. Like, one try last week with a line break and another goal. Like, he's up to 90, 95 points and... We're not even talking about whether Val's someone to move on. We're asking whether we bring him in. So I don't think it's time to panic on him, especially if you've got, you know, those other blokes that are accruing money in the back row. It's nice to look at you uh, in the second, in the centre wing. It's nice to look in the centre wing and maybe have three guns in there now and only have that decision on which one of the high-priced pine people you have to play. I mean, I didn't take, didn't have any of them last week, but, you know. I think it's almost at the moment you're almost getting punished for trying to improve your center wing where people haven't improved their center wings and they had no option but to play Carl Pereira and Warbrick and 
bloody benefited from it. But anyway, that can't happen every week. So we'll move on from there. But uh, yeah, so I, I don't think he's a sell at all. And that wraps up DMs with Davo. After its great success last week, there is no way that we could get rid of this segment here. Talking points with trainer. It's grown its own, uh, grown a leg. It's got its own hashtag, uh, hashtag TPWT. Uh, look out for that on Instagram because we'll be posting a few uh, bits and pieces with that hashtag. Right around our great mate, trainer, who actually did a bit more thinking and reflecting this week. He must have been at an airport again. I was. Um, <laughs> the jet setter. This time you were picking up though, weren't you? Yeah, collecting. Did wasn't uh, wasn't going or departing. so I'm gonna hand I'm gonna hand the reins over to trainer so that he can run his segment. All right. So the, the stitch up continues, but <laughs> here we are. If you could have seen the head shakes and eye rolls I was giving while Davo was dribbling there, <laughs> you would understand. But all right, let's just get into this. So I've got four talking points uh this week. The first one, the Broncos have an absolute cream run uh, for the next few weeks. Most people got on Reese Walsh fairly successfully, which is great. But are there any other Broncos that we can sort of target uh, while they have this really good run uh, against some of the lower or worst defensive teams? I, I think after having a look and after Dom's question actually got me thinking about who I want to um, look at, and, and seeing that the centre wings are flying, I think if you can get someone like Herbie, who has just quietly gone pretty well um, against some reasonably tough opposition, he's definitely somebody who I think he'd be... I haven't even looked at his ownership, but I think he'd be reasonably low ownership. Dan, you might have a look at that and give us a little uh, message on, on what, what Herbie's ownership is. The other one, and I know this will be controversial because he's already made a little uh, entry into the pod under the chin list segment, I actually think Selwyn might be somebody who we can look at depending on matchups, particularly with the data around edges. So we can see other teams who score well down his edge against the upcoming opposition and maybe get him in and play him on matchups. So I'm, I don't know what Selwyn's worth. I haven't really looked at that. But they're the two blokes that I think uh, are people that we might target other than the obvious Payne Haas, but we talked about him before. So um, I think... Uh, yeah, that's where I'm headed. Herbie's only 7% owned. That's amazing. That's yeah. pod territory. Cobo's break even's 25. So he got 73 last week. Yeah. So he's already he's lost 67K from starting price down to 520K. Um, but yeah, potentially going to go up a little. Yeah, Dan's just put in here that he's 8% owned. Um, but yeah, if it wasn't both... if it wasn't for Mark Nichols' big hand, he would have scored another try. Yep. Um on the weekend as well. Which well, was... if he could jump, he would have scored another try as well. Yeah, but be glad. No, Spain. Learn to jump. You can't be that big and not know how to jump. Pathetic. Oh, I've just had a late minute. Um, you've, I've got to. I've got to add this in. This is from Dom. He's just reached out with a message. Oh Jesus Christ! This is Mr. Cutoff. Mr. Cutoff. You no, know no. my rule. Gazi, you'll love this one. He said. Could you just ask Gardy if he has any questions for me this week? <laughs> Why would I ask questions to someone who gives away his login details? And wants to put Kiri in his team. Oh, Absolute fool. Oh, I've got to respond. Someone else take over. I've just the got good to old early crow. 
I'm glad he's oh. growing in round four. All right. So we had uh, we had Cobo, we had Herbie. Dan mentioned Stags. Uh also Absolutely. a fair shit. I reckon his work rate's really picked up this year. I haven't actually put any research into this, but just the eyeball test, I reckon he's been taking a fair few more uh hit ups out of our out of our end. I've been pretty impressed with his with his work rate from what I've been watching. Um if, if, if I had to choose wrong. between Stags and Herbie though, I'd probably take Herbie. Yeah, that's fair. And yeah, he's he's been getting plenty of line breaks. Him and Reese Walsh have been combining really well. Is there any? Um, I suppose you could take a pun on Jesse Arthur's too. He's cheaper. He could. Yeah. He well, could be I, a guy that. Yeah, you know, I put Jesse Arthur straight in my watch list when Corey Oates broke his jaw, and I bought him straight away in draft. And then he was sort of a bit disappointing. His base went right away that first week. He played after being pretty solid. Yeah. A couple that came off the bench. Um, but yeah, it was a lot better last week. With that one, he got one try. Made a lot in the line. Oh, did he score a try? Yeah. He got a line break. I don't know. Oh, I don't know, but yeah, it was his score was definitely a lot better. But he's only like three hundred and something, so that's yeah, probably yeah. A guy you could look at. That'll do for that. Anyone else got anything to add? I mean, we can no, go through no. them all. I'm, just bu- I'm busy communicating with Dom. It's pretty funny. Yeah, Adam Adam Reynolds sort of showed. A few people got on him. He's rocks or diamonds, so um, pretty bit of risky play with him. Uh, righto. The second talking point, which I don't know, I feel like we'll probably get through this one pretty quickly, but uh, is Ruben Garrick a must this week against the Knights out at Mudgee uh, in an Arvo game? What do you think? Uh, I think 100% he is because I'm trading one of the top five scorers on center wings to him this week. Who are you trading? Oh, we'll get to that. No, yeah, too yeah. Early. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, Garrick's, Garrick's looks like he's just going to be Garrick as usual. He's going to score some tries. He's going to kick goals. He gets involved, loves a hit up, can bust tackles. And when you got Turbo throwing your cutouts, you're going to score some tries. And if the Turbo, and, yeah, and if Turbo goes down injured, which there's probably a good chance he will at some point. He moves Why would to the you say end. that? Mm. Mate. Clip it up there. Edit that out. We're all thinking <laughs> of that. But Garrick moves to fullback. He makes you he makes you heaps of points there too. So he's a must. Yeah. He he is bloody expensive this week. I'll I'll give him that. Well, you should have brought him in earlier. Okay, right <laughs> Um uh, Against against the Knights, I reckon you're going to hate not only him this week. My, my question to you is: Does he finish as a top three center wing? Yeah, hundred percent. Is he going to play? Origin? Is he going to play Origin? No, no. He doesn't usually miss a lot of games, so you're not going to have weeks. If he does miss and he gets an injury that is more than two or three weeks, he's an easy sell to anybody. Bingo. So that, that, I think that's a as close a definition to a must-have as you can get. Tick him off. Get him in this week. Make it happen, people. Yeah, but there's a lot to make happen this week if you want to get Nico as well. That's a lot of money. A lot yeah, of money you've well, got to find. You should, have, you should have been prepared last week. Well, I've got him. Trainer's mm. been working a dodgy deal with the bank because he's, 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 his savings was huge last week. It's incredible. Yeah. I don't know what he's done. He's been talking to the I wish my I also, feel like, I also feel like his mortgage broker <laughs> might be a week behind because he seems to be getting on everyone we got on last week. <laughs> yep, this is uh, just what I do it's every year. I'm getting what pretty good they, at this. What do they only got faxes out at Mudgee? You couldn't get an email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry we'll a pigeon. We <laughs> see how we go next week. <laughs> okay, mate. Uh, righto. 
the third one, this is this is probably my favourite. I'm actually a bit excited to talk about this. Uh, is centre wing the new 2RF? No. No? No. Very early in the season to be... I think centre wings have started well, but we know the second rows are consistent. I think we're going to start seeing some stinker scores in the centre wings very soon. It's not going to stay up how it is. I think uh, if you look at it, Jacob Carraz is the highest scoring centre wing or second row forward. And then the next four is Hopgood, Kaloa, Matangi, Nakora, and Elias Katoa. So that's that's on averages and on uh, end on points. So out of the top out of five, the top five, there's only one centre wing. The rest are second rowers. Um, did I see many of them being in that top five? Maybe Kaloa Matangi, Nick Nakora or Nikora, I think as he likes to be called now, has come from nowhere and he looks outstanding. He is just bloody well, running good lines. Last week. Oh, he looked elite. Katoa looks really good. I actually think his base has come up significantly from what he was producing before. So he's someone that I bought earlier just to potentially flip after he'd made a few bucks. But I actually think in that side, when they get to be a bit more full strength, so when Hughes and Munster and, I don't know, they get a bit more going on. And they, yeah, well, I don't even know if he'll ever be back. Um, like, I just think Katoa is someone that I probably underestimated. So is Hopgood. I didn't think Hopgood would be quite this good. Um, I think if you, realistically, at the start of the year, you could have had Hopgood, Kaloa Matangi, Nikara and Katoa easily inside your budget and had those as your, your starting first four, adding David Fafita because you could have fit him in as well, who's only just outside this list. That's five elite second rowers. I'd rather start with that than five elite, like last year's five elite centre wings. Every day of the week, I'd be flying a much higher than I am now. Well, the stats don't lie, do they? No. Averages? I don't um, think so, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. My, the, the whole point of this, I suppose, was just thinking about how much the bases or like the floors of these centre wings have improved, especially Definitely. yeah, especially the likes of, you know, your Garricks, your Kiraz, your Marzu, your Miller. Uh, yeah. all, all these guys very rarely go sub 40. Even someone like um, Hammer, Taruva. Making yeah, a yeah, Taruva, exactly. Like, you know, Val no, no that was the other one. Look at, look at, just look at someone like the Hammer, who, if he didn't score an attacking stat last year, scored sub 20. Yeah. I know we haven't seen it with him scoring no attacking stats, but take the attacking stats out. And his base is about 35 or 40 this year, which is almost double what it was last year. So I think the game has potentially changed a little bit to be a bit more defensive at the moment when that changes and it opens up a bit more as the good teams get their structure and the, and the poor defensive teams get found out a little bit, I think that's when we see the centre wings come in. Um, and I think that's why it's always, you know, the old strategy used to be you just get your base stat beasts in the second row and front row and cheapies in the centre wing and hope for the best. I think that was probably the play this year as well. Um, if you have a look at those stats, like... If you, you, could have, you could have gone, yeah, you could have gone very cheap both ends of the stick, like... Yeah. To RF and center wing. Like we were talking about before, the bloke who's coming first. Look at his back row. Mm. He got no guns. Mm. Yeah. So, like, my regret so far, if we're talking about regrets in week after four weeks, is probably Cameron Murray. Um, he's a bloke that I thought would start heaps better and be that safe as houses 
he was seven. after week one. After yeah. week one, you were rubbing your hands together going, how good. But Yeah, we've nailed it. But He's, he's turned into Jake Trebojevic. Yeah, he has. And that's what he looks like as well. And that's why a lot of people say never trade a gun. But when a gun looks like he or his game's changed to be that role, I think you have to or else you're just going to be so stubborn that you can't and you're not going to be able to fit blokes like Kaloa Matangi and Nikara in your team, who not many people would have started with either of them. All right, sweet. That sounds like we've uh, talked about that fairly well. And the last one, just looking a bit ahead, looking at some of the next teams we can target. Um, who are the teams to target draw-wise for the upcoming weeks? Um, yeah, all right. So Cowboys is one. I sort of had a bit of a look and Paris draw starts to open up pretty nicely in the next few weeks as well. Which is good news for Dylan Brown, especially with Sean Lane due back during that time as well. Yeah, it'd be huge. And I think Maddo started really well on that edge as well. He, he played 80 minutes, 60 or whatever on the edge and then moved in the middle and played some in the middle as well. Yeah. And a couple, yeah. yeah. Didn't, do a, didn't appear to do a lot, but scored 70 against the Panthers in a low-scoring game. Outstanding. Yeah. Yep. So the only other team that I looked at, the Cowboys, their run is just dream pretty much the whole way through, littered with one tough game and then three easy games and then maybe one harder game. Like who I don't know who Todd knows at the NRL, but geez, they've given them a bloody good draw this year. Seriously, that's if they wanted them to finish in the top four, they've certainly given them the leg up to do that. Um, the other team that I think, well, when when you're the Panthers, everything looks easier because you're the best team. But I think their draw eases over the next sort of six weeks. Um, Dan's written the Sharks. I think again. When you've got Nico in your team, they're going to look good against a lot of teams. I don't think a matchup against a team like the Storm is the same matchup it used to be either. Um, like they used to just be a Certainly defensive. Not at the moment. No, they used to be a defensive brick wall and used to be a graveyard for anyone that would play them in Supercoach. Even if they got beaten, they still used to allow very few Supercoach points. Whereas a team like Para, who finished in the top four last year, I'd happily play people against them because their defence was never never something that stopped good super coach points against super coach, like good super coach players. I think the Panthers are going to, I think Cleary's about to go bananas and people that sold and got out of him, his price is probably going to rise really quickly. I think this might sound silly, but he would have seen Nico's game and seen how good Nico played and be like, I've got to be more involved and I've got to play better. So I'd be, I'd be backing Cleary to really step up um, in the coming weeks to try and match someone like, Nico, they play the Raiders who got beaten by the Knights, didn't they? Yep. So I like that matchup a fair bit because their outside backs look absolutely horrific. I'm almost calling Jared Croker. Right. I'm, I'm almost saying that if Jared Croker's fit, he nearly needs to come back into that team. <laughs> and the new wow. know how big a call that is because wow. they look they look terrible. He kicked a game winning goal from from I don't know somewhere uh, on the weekend too. What a guy. Oh, so, the Raiders will be all right. Rapana's Ray Mooney try in the 78th minute. Jazza just pumps it a win it. Like, how can they like I'm I'm not big on him, as everyone knows, but his experience would do wonders for that team in their backs at the moment. Like, how can Harley Smith Shields and Albert Hopawadi be a better option than Croker and someone else? Like it just looks better without. So oh, I think a cricket score could be had down in Canberra um by the Panthers. Yeah, I hope so. And I think it's going to be a very big call because I think a lot of people will buy Nico in 
and probably want to captain him and they won't get the option to VC Cleary. So I think Cleary down there, six o'clock on a Friday, isn't it? Six o'clock Friday game. Um, yeah, I think so. I think that's an outstanding, outstanding go for a VC. I know that means if you've got Nico, you can't captain him, but there's plenty of pretty good captain options with Turbo as well this week. So, mm. yep. All right. Well, yeah, I think that about wraps her up. After the shambles that was last week with the uh, late change from all of us to go off Nico Hines, except for you, trainer, who stuck to your guns and just didn't buy him. Um, <laughs> this week's trades, boys, let's, let's try and be truthful and faithful to our selections, hey? Trainer, what are you going this week? All right, my plan currently. First one, locked and loaded, Wade Egan to Nico Hines. I would have loved to have done Tanner to Nico, but can't quite get there price-wise. So, Wadey, see ya, bruh. Uh, and the other one I'm doing is, as I said, trading one of the top five scoring center wings, Nick Meany. See ya, buddy. You've served me well. All right. But the storm draw is about to go to poo, so you're getting the flick. Ruben, come on down. Ruthless. And then there is a potential boost but I'm not sure if it's worth wasting a boost on. It Don't worry is... about the boost. I think it's the trade that's more important. Oh, I feel like we've got plenty of trades, and I'm going to make this trade regardless, but you only get a set amount of, amount of boosts. Oh, no. I only get so, a set amount of trades too. Yeah, that's all right. There's, we've got heaps of them left. Hey, Guardsy. <laughs> yeah, mate. What's, what's, the, what's the point of a boost if you don't use it, I say? Uh, so the other last one is potentially Dory to Ford. So I'm thinking Dory's obviously only going to play bugger all minutes again. His break-even's pretty low, but he's only going to score pretty low. Uh, I think Ford is going to make more money than Dory this week. So just bite the bullet, burn another boost, and just do it. get the job done. Do it. It's been done currently, but it could be reversed. How many How many trades will that mean you've done? Nine? Yep, yeah, nine. In, so I've done three, 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 and nothing the first week. Mm. Yes. <laughs> And then next week, I think I can just settle down a bit. Oh, yeah. you, Boost you again. Think, you, you you've think, spoken you just just like Gardy. Right My name's there. not Aiden Gardner. I'm not a boosterholic. I'm not a you trail. Because you're doing exactly what I do, mate. <laughs> next week will be better. Oh dear. Right, Gardy, give us your give us your trades, your most favourite part of the week. All right. So Brimo's gone. Just like his hamstring, he's he's cut. <laughs> and uh Nico Hines is coming in. What does that mean? You're running at five eight, fat boy and guitar. Yes. Does that make Does that make you Get nervous? On board. Not at all. Okay. Cool. Uh, next one, Nia Kore is finally gone, and I'm bringing in Ford, who is cheaper, and actually plays eighty minutes when he doesn't get knocked out. Yeah, and then <laughs> I'm uh, gonna boost. Oh. Shock us. <laughs> Spoiler alert, Gadzi's boosting again. Gadzi, you're boosting round six and round seven and say, I've got none left. <laughs> this one's a bit and I'm down to know. 19 trades. This one I'm uh, this one I'm doing so that it saves me next week. Because I worked it out. I will not be able to afford my trades next week if I don't do this one. So I'm getting rid of Cam Murray. And I'm gonna bring in Payne Haas. So that next week I can move on Nass for a 
second rower who's going to make a ton of money. Oh, listen to it. Listen <laughs> to it. Who's going to make a ton of money next week? My man, Hosking. Oh, hey, yeah, oh, yeah, Jesus Christ, Gadzi. Mate, trainer, you know I'm on it. I'm on Are it. You're just giving it. away all the good stuff to these listeners that we have. Mate. <laughs> all 30 of them. No, <laughs> down, to tw- it, down to 21, isn't, isn't it? I thought this is why we do it, to give the listeners some knowledge. Oh, sorry. My mistake. But Dom, <laughs> Dom's just heard it now, Gadzi. Yeah, but he's an idiot. He'll probably bring in two <laughs> <laughs> so there we go, boys. Mm, I can't Jerry. wait for Andrew Webster to be on the chin list next week when Nia Corey <laughs> plays 80 and Ford plays 45. Oh, if that happens, just uh, make it rated R next week, boys, because I'm going off. <laughs> Mark, what do you got this week? I've got one trade locked in, Sam Walker to Nico Hines. One? Pardon? Um, <laughs> at the moment... Oh, I'm looking pretty good. I got Garrick in last week. So I've got Garrick, Kiraz, and Holmes already in my centres. The other trade that I will likely make is like guards. I'll probably move Cameron Murray on um, and probably to either Kaloa Matangi or Nakora. One of those two, I'd say. How much bloody money do you have? You can't, you can't <laughs> go. Even though Nakora's been going well. He's got a buy in a week. Got a buy, I know. You can't buy him. You can't do that this week. I would feel gross. I've made my, I've made my Nico Hines trade, and I still have one hundred ninety-six thousand in the bank. Right, good for you. Flog. Well, you asked how much money I had. (laughs) No need to brag. You could lie and say I'm not a lot. Sorry, I've made that trade, and I've just bare bones. I've got nothing left. So. Unbelievable. Or I might go Christian Welch to a front row this week, to a join primo front row. Join the pain train. All right. That sounds exciting. Well, Trainek, be aghast again. I'm making one trade as well. Uh, Only one. I'm selling Cameron Murray and via Jules bringing in Nico Hines. So that's my only trade this week. So boring. Murray... I just don't like the look of how he's playing. So whoever they play this week, be certain that they... He's that going he, to dummy and score. He is <laughs> going to score a double and be 100 by halftime, and I'm going to be furious. But that's okay. He's um He's gone, and I'm bringing Nico in. I haven't had to rip my team apart. I play Melbourne. He actually probably yep. could score a double because Melbourne... Tough, tough game against Melbourne. Going to play 80 minutes. Oh, that's exactly what he loves. Going to be... He, One, I hope two, and concussion. Probably, and I'm trading probably, him next week to Dillbags after he gets 140 against Storm. He probably scores two and sets up three. Right. If he kicked goals, I'd probably keep him. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! All right, Let, that takes us great segue into captains. Uh, I don't know how it's a great segue, but it is. Um, <laughs> our captains this week, fellas, trainer. Who you got? All right, so Franklin, the fat boy Pele, has thrown a massive spanner in my works here. I was really quite happy just to go VC Turbo, C Hines, sort of a pretty free double crack. But... Hmm. Haven't you got Fafita on the bench? Yeah, but I'm still going to get Pele's stinking six-point auto-emerge. That's the issue. I see what you're saying. So... 
Yeah. Well, they're, they're bench. They've got Reynolds and Ockenbore on the bench. Surely, surely to God, he's got to get 20-odd minutes and get 30 points. Surely. Yeah. The, the other option is to go VC Cleary, which I did have initially. And then after we've sort of had a bit of a chat about that as well. But I don't know. I just don't know if Penrith are going well enough to VC Cleary. I think I'm just going to stick with what I said. Turbo, so I can watch him. Uh, so obviously I'm going to the game. On the weekend, it's at Mudgee. So at home, Dan's coming up to watch as well. We can go out there and feverishly cheer for Big Tommy Turbs. And then, yeah, Captain Hines. Reese Walsh is another great option for VC as well there. Um, but, yeah. Mm, Cardsy. I'm uh, going to VC Ruben Garrick. And I'm going to captain the, captain the wet-haired god. The second coming of Nico. That's what they say. You, you think it's going to... Is it going to strike twice? Probably not now that I'm captaining him, but <laughs> I'm going to do it. What else yeah. can go wrong this year? He could me? have an off week and only score 140 guards. He... Yeah, exactly. Oh, that wouldn't be any good compared to the captains we've been picking. <laughs> yeah, 45 or whatever it was. I think I've had three... I think I've had three weeks of captains of about 50. That good. Well, it would have been good if Harry got to 50 <laughs> last week. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. I just want to have a quick look. Mark, you go in with yours now because I just want to have a look. Dan, I'm do, you the same. Put, do you want to put yours in the chat so we'll let everyone know yours as well? I'm the same as uh, trainer this week. I'll be putting the VC on turbo and captaining Nico Hines. A couple of Gold Coast Titans on the bench who can, who can be looped in. But, yeah. Same concerns, big Franklin, but I think we mentioned it a couple of times. Maybe he gets some minutes with that bench, so fingers crossed. All right, I've just done a little bit of research here in the last uh, 30 seconds. When Nico Hines scored 185 last year, I'll play a little higher or lower game. What do you think he scored the week after? 150. Gazi, do you know this? Because it's exactly 50 against the Raiders. I know everything there is to know about him. <laughs> <laughs> so, What's in his rubbish bins? <laughs> what time he leaves for work in the morning? Like, that's a little bit scary that he's got a game where he might... Um, what? Why would you have even looked that up? Oh, because that's what I do, mate. That's what I talk I myself out that. of. No, don't worry about it. This, that's <laughs> a rubbish. It's don't all about bullshit stats, anyone. It's, it's all about. Trainer's um, not trading him in. He's not bringing yeah, him in. This yeah, week, I'm not yeah. trading him in. That's it. Don't trade him in. If he's going to get 50, don't worry about it. He's got a buy coming. There's a Davis fair bit. Just, Davis just death ridden everyone's trades. There's a fair bit. Of, there's. I'm just going off the stats, mate. I'm just going off what the data. <laughs> One says. time. Okay. Okay. So the other time he scored 117, he came out the next week and scored 35. I've had a gut for this. The other time he went 130, he came out the week after against the Bulldogs last year and scored 66. Dan, can you mute him? So <laughs> I, I'm just putting it out there. That's so reverse our trades. Let's do it all. Yeah, all right. All right. Everyone's reversing. No, no. I'm not saying reverse. I'm just saying he went 124, and then the week after against the Knights, he went 44. No. Well, this is too consistent now. <laughs> and then 112, the only time he's backed a really good score up, 112, he came out the next week and played the Tigers and scored 90. That's the only time last year after a big score that he came out. 
He got 101 against Para and 124 in consecutive weeks against the Dragons, but then came out. There we go. 44, 117, then 35, 185 and 50. It'll be redundant when Trebojevic scores 210 against the Knights. So, <laughs> so yep. just, yeah. just, just to what give you some of... He's telling me he scores 100 a lot. He scores 100 an awful lot, but the week, but, but what it, it's about getting it when he does score it. So it's every other week. So you're saying the, I should reverse my trade? And no, no. Because trainer look, said center wings is the new second row as I bring Ronaldo in. I, I couldn't. No, because if Ronaldo scores well, Nico's likely to have gone pretty good too. So I'm just, look, you know me, always the devil's advocate, looking at the data, yeah. looking at the looking Let's at the just scores. throw in there that the Warriors are a really good defensive team this year too. Webster's got them. They primed. are. They actually are. No, Webster can get stuffed. I hope Nico scores two hundred and fifty against him. Okay, that's cool. But I'm just, I'm just giving you the. So that's that's influenced my captains this week. I'm buying Nico because I don't want to miss the gravy, or maybe what, not what, the gravy. What, but what are his stats when he plays at home, though? What are his stats at that's home? What you know. should have done the yeah, research on. Pretty good. No, well, so. look, he scored one hundred and eighty last week. Last time he went one hundred and eighty plus, he scored thirty five. The or scored fifty the week after. So. Is there any stats on how wet his hair was at those points? Jeez, it was wet last week, wasn't it? And look how well he went. Oh, it's been a wet week as well, so you know. Oh, yeah, we're back on. Um, so my VCs will either be Cleary or Turbo, and my captains will either be my captain will either be Hines or Turbo. So whichever way I go, I can probably convince myself out of all of them, and bring in Milf and captain him. Who knows? You know the Do stats. Do, the stats don't lie. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that's the indecision, I suppose. And the indecision cost us a fair few points last week, didn't it? Because if we had have had the older hindsight, it would have been fantastic to uh, be able to bring Nico back in. We're going to run this little um, multi at the end of the week. We're calling it Mark's succulent Chinese meal multi. Mark's a bit of a punter among us. He's a he's a he's a man that doesn't mind a, a sports bet. He he sent us a message today and said we should start twenty group bet with mates groups because they're offering a hundred bucks in free bets. So, you know how much how much work does he get done and how much time does he spend on the sports bet at? So no, no, got an email. Come on <laughs> to your work email. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have an addiction until you admit it, mate. But that's okay. Correct. Here we go with the debut of Mark's succulent Chinese meal multi. I'll put Here it up on the Insta. Put it up. There's a couple to roll into each other. So Manly and the Knights, same game, multi. Manly 13 plus into Tom Trebojevic to score two plus tries, $4.33. Oh. And then up How to $4. $4.33 when I looked this afternoon, but okay. when I put my bet on. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. He's, he's expecting <laughs> what? What game are we finishing this? Are we finishing it on a Saturday night so we can enjoy a succulent Chinese we are meal finishing for dinner on a Saturday night up in Bris Vegas? Okay. Reese Walsh anytime try scorer into Herbie Farnsworth anytime try scorer. You can get three dollars twenty for that. And are we multiing these if together? You, if you're feeling game, you can put those two together. You can combine those two and. Uh, that comes out at $13.86. Thanks, I Loz. I got $15 something with a boost. Thanks, oh. Loz. <laughs> I didn't make you guess the price. Lobsters all around. Lobsters all around. But we will, uh, I would suggest that that is just one multi four legs. Do it. Yeah. Especially I've, if we I've get, done it both ways. 
especially if we get a bit of free cash. But yeah, don't mind the both. Everyone knows that most blokes like it both ways. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's the debut of the succulent Chinese meal multi. Let's hope that one gets up for our listeners. I like that you've divided it. What sort of wager are you going to put on it? Five, ten, nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. Yeah. I had build a bank. Uh, I had five dollars on each of the three, so fifteen dollars. Okay. Fifteen bucks. That's not too much. And we certainly would be getting a succulent Chinese meal for one with that one. If you've got a big, <laughs> if you've got a big family, potentially up the bet a little bit, but gamble responsibly. All right. So I think we've. Uh, Discussed plenty of uh, Supercoach topics tonight, and I like the new format, and I like the talking points with Trainer. I like that Guardsy was calm but angry all at the same time. If only we were a visual medium, they could see how hot that is, Guardsy. Um, but uh, hotter than Reese Walsh, I'd say, tonight. Jesus. Um, thanks for listening to the people in Singapore, and I think we had a couple of African listeners, a few in America, about four in Australia who probably actually play Supercoach. But tell your friends if you're enjoying if you're enjoying the podcast, those listeners that are playing Supercoach, tell your friends. Uh, the more the merrier. The more questions we get, the more answers we can give. Dominic, maybe not you. Um, <laughs> so good luck this week. Hope the captain, captaincy gods fall into your laps this week. Ta-ta and farewell.